What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Um, you know, if you read through the uh, if you read through the epistles, uh, there's towards the end of every epistle, there's a uh, kind of like a short, generally a short um, uh, instruction, direct instruction towards the end. So if you get to the, the last few pages, there's there's in First Corinthians and Second Corinthians and these different ones. Hey, stay alert, be on the watch. Uh, the one says, if you read King James, quit you like men, you know, act courageous. And they go through love the brethren, you know, honor the king, love God, you know, like <clears throat> short instructions that, that uh, the, the disciples are leaving for the churches or to the people that they're writing to. And so I want to uh, kind of play off of that from First Peter, First Peter chapter 5, and I want to read um, verse 8. And so it says here, well, let's read verse 6. So it says, so humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. I'll read that again. Humble yourselves under the mighty hand or the mighty power of God, and at, in due season or at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. You know, God is the one who lifts up. We don't lift ourselves up. God lifts us up. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. What a verse. Go ahead. Whatever's worrying you, whatever's bothering you, give it to God. He cares about you. Verse 8 is what I, wanted to, what I wanted to get to. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You know, the devil, we don't do a lot of podcasts on the devil because, <clears throat> first of all, it's probably not the most encouraging. Like, you don't wake up and be like, I really would like to learn more about the devil. I mean, maybe, you know, <laughs> at some point in your studies, you do. Hey, let me look and see. But we have to be careful because many people... You have to be vigilant. The word is vigilant. You know, vigilant means as a homeowner and as a husband, I have to be vigilant. Vigilant means I pay attention to the details of security around my house. I pay attention to that the fact that doors are locked. I, I, when I'm out in public with my wife, I'm paying attention to what's going on. I'm looking around. I'm looking for people. You know, this is a husband's job. I'm looking for people who could pose a threat. And I know that sounds crazy, but in the day and age we live in, you're, we're not living in you know, uh, Green Gables, you know, it's like we're in a time where you hear stories of random people walk up and, and, and just assault other people. That's why people, you know, there's, there's times, a lot of times when I go out, I'm carrying, I'm concealed, I'm carrying a concealed weapon just because I don't want to put myself in a situation. I'm not a good fighter. I'll, I'll admit that. But if, if I don't have to fight, but I can still protect my family, I'm happy about that. So that's what it means to be vigilant. It's to keep an eye. Like when I'm asleep, I'm listening for noises, you know, I'm, I'm paying attention to the details. Did I set the alarm last night? And I know that sounds like it's, there's a fine line between fearful. I'm not fearful, but I'm vigilant. I'm not going to leave my front door unlocked. I'm not going to invite people over, you know, even when I post, I'm careful online to not post where I live. People don't need to know my address. People don't need to know where I live. If you follow me, you see that I post videos of my front doorstep, uh, uh, running, you know, in the morning sometimes, but I'm not giving an invitation for people. Oh, this is, this is my address. You don't just list that stuff. And so it says, be vigilant, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil as a roaring lion walks about seeking whom you may devour the enemy, just as much as God has a plan for your life, the, the enemy has a plan for your life. And so I want to put you in remembrance of the fact that the enemy doesn't take days off. Thanks, Ryan. That's very encouraging. 
No, because it's a message that needs to be heard. Because what I see in young people is this attitude towards sin and towards pitfalls that they just treat it lightly. People get spiritually proud and they think, oh, I can handle that. You see people get into relationships and they don't set up boundaries and they think, oh, I've been in revival, I've received the touch from the Lord. And then they don't set up boundaries. And then before you know it, they're coming in, you know, we made a mistake, we slept together. You should have boundaries that don't even allow you to get close to sleeping together. You know, if you're if you sleep together and you're dating, you, your boundaries were were either non-existent or you made mistakes weeks and months ago, even way before the, you slept together. It isn't like, hey, we we've never even kissed, and then all of a sudden we found ourselves in the room and we slept together. Like there's a progression. It's you push the boundaries, push the boundaries. Know that the devil is looking to draw people away. I was talking to someone last night, and I said, you, the the pull of the world. When you first get saved, the pull of the world is strong. You have to detach yourself from those things. It doesn't get easier to serve God. It does when you run after him. There's momentum that's created. You know, for me, there's really no pull of the world. You know, the the, the strongest pull for me away from the things of God in my life is to like, all right, I was going to study this in my Bible, but instead I'm going to watch this TV show for 30 minutes. That's like the strongest pull. And, and But, you know, maybe maybe that's... Maybe there's more that the devil's working on. But for me, I'm, there's not a temptation to go and, you know, to, uh, get involved in some substance. There's not even a, those things because there's momentum for the things of God. I'm not always on the defensive for o- open, blatant sin. Now, the devil gets, he's still working. So, right? So, yeah, here we are talking again. You know, the devil's got a plan for your life. Thank you again, Pastor Ryan, for this very encouraging podcast. No, but what? He's working on offense. He's working on pride. You know, when when it's not a pull to temptation and just to sin and immorality, you're working on pride. Oh, look, you're preaching now. Look, you're giving an uh, been given an opportunity. No, that's why he says you you. That's why you you protect yourself when you stay in the Word because the Word becomes your advice. When you say when you wake up and you read the Word and the, and you say Holy or whenever you read it, Holy Spirit, teach me, uh, it show me. And then you read something like, humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. God will begin to show you, hey, that's an area you need to humble yourself. You've st- in, on the inside, you've taken credit for what's going on. I remember when I was in sales years ago, um, there was a day where I worked hard and got nothing all day. No sale all day, no sale. And it got to like nine o'clock, no sale all day. And these people were mowing their lawn. It was summertime, so the sun was like kind of setting, but they were mowing their lawn at nine. And I just walked up to them. And I pitched him and I got inside the house and I made the sale and I left at like 10 o'clock. The tech showed up. And as I was, I still remember, as I was walking down the hill out of their driveway, this was in um, DC, I went to say, thank you, Lord. But something in my head said, no, you did that by your own work. You, you got that by your own work. And you know what I didn't do? I didn't resist that thought and say, no, Lord, you gave me that sale. Thank you. And begin to pour out my gratitude to God. I just left it. And then I got busy. I got on the phone. You know, the next, and that night, same thing. I didn't thank God for that sale. In my head, like the last thought was, I did that. I worked hard and I got it. You know, when I woke up that next morning, I woke up and I felt like God had left me. And I know he didn't leave me, but you know what? You don't, it's like, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. It's like the presence and the peace of God that I had, that I took for granted was gone. I felt like my protection had lifted. I remember getting in the shower and being like, what's happened? The Lord has left me. And just and just falling on my face before the Lord and saying, Lord, forgive me. And that's what pride felt like, where the Lord was, all right, you, you, you've got this figured out, champ. All right, see how you do without me for a day. 
you know, and, and you see where the devil, the devil comes after you and it can be in subtle ways. And that's why you have to put up firm boundaries in your life. When it comes to sin, you don't treat it lightly. You do not take sin lightly. If there's an area that you've struggled, you, you do whatever it takes to beat that. Many times it means you got to bring it to the light. There's, there's someone that you need to be accountable to. Look, this is what I'm going with. The devil loves to fight in the dark. He doesn't want to fight more than one person. He wants to get you alone, thinking you're the only person going through this. And look, I don't, I don't care how disgraceful it is, what you've done, how you regretted it, how everyone thinks that you're on fire for the Lord, but you're doing drugs. You know, it doesn't, whatever it is, whatever it is, you decide, I'm not letting this continue in my life. The devil is trying to take me out. Ultimately, his number one goal, the devil's main goal, is to make it that you don't make heaven. And most people's backsliding doesn't happen overnight. It's a slow and steady leak. It's, 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 like, it's not a tire bursting. It's just a slow leak that over time just leaks out. But people, if he can't get you to, uh, to hell, he just wants to ruin God's plan for your life. God has a wonderful plan for your life. God wants to use you. But many people end up in a place where they don't get anything done for the kingdom of God because there's little things, little foxes that spoil the vine. And so the next verse here, it says, verse 9, it says, stand firm against him. In the King James, it says, whom resists steadfast in the faith. And then it says, uh, so stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. Remember that your Christian brothers and sisters all over the world are going through the same kind of suffering you are. Resist the devil. Any area of your life where you say, you know what, I haven't been resisting. I've kind of just allowed it. I've treated it like it's not a big deal. You know, and that's why you look, we talked about how to back, back, uh, uh, how to backsliding proof your life in, in your devotion, in the areas of your uh, desires, wrong friends. You know, you, you set up clear boundaries for yourself because the devil's looking for an opportunity. And he'll work on something over years. You know, I was listening to, Pastor Rodney has a book on socialism. And there's a clip um, uh, from uh, the, the, I forget his name, but the, the, the one major socialist. And he says, corrupt the young, you know, um, get them away from religion and moral virtue. Get the, and it goes, and th- that, that's not something you do overnight. But if you look at, at the U.S. over the last 40, 50 years, like that's been the agenda, corrupt the young. You know, you introduce, you introduce sex education in school. That's actually not sex education. It's more uh, uh, pornography, right? You introduce things where experimentation at a young age, you get them away from the things of God. You, you, you make, there's an attack against the church. You, you, you corrupt the young. You get it where the younger generation, but I believe, hallelujah, by the power of God, that God is raising up people. And many of you that are listening to me, raising up people that love this generation, that want to see this generation go to heaven, and that God is going to set people ablaze. And what the devil's meant for harm in this country, I see a mighty harvest of young people coming in across, across school campuses, across college campuses, young people in the workplace. I see a great harvest of souls that the Lord will even begin to give blueprints on how to get people born again, creative ways, how to see souls saved through modern technology in Jesus name. You know, but you set up boundaries. I'm not going to be duped by the devil. I'm going to make sure, you know, whatever it takes, if it's, if it's a tendency to pride, Lord, every day I'm getting on my face before you and I'm out of my, the sincerity of my heart. Lord, I'm going to tell you, I love you. I need you. Lord, I can do nothing without you. I'm nothing. You are everything. You are God. I am man. 
you know, if it's lust, that you that you bring it to the light, that you're accountable to somebody. Hey, every time I do it, I'm going to let you know. I'm going to I'm going to bring this thing to the light and I'm not and I'm not putting up with this. I don't care what it takes. I'd rather humble myself and have, you know, rather for a short time, rather for a time have someone have someone maybe think less of me. Maybe maybe the the mask is taken off a little bit, but get free because ultimately it's sinning against God, not against my my it's it's not it's not my uh what people think of me that matters. You know that though these things there's spirits attached to them. You know, I've deal with people who come in to healing school and issues of lust and they've had them for 40 years. 40 years pornography addiction. 40 years can't kick it. It doesn't just go away with time. Time doesn't affect demon spirits. The power of God does. And so you bring it to the light. You have true repentance. But you know what happens? You know why? And this is, I want to wrap up on this. You know why people don't feel godly sorrow? is because they confuse condemnation with godly sorrow. One's from the devil, one's from the Lord. Godly sorrow leads to true repentance. Where you, from your heart, Lord, I'm sorry. Lord, I ask you to forgive me. Lord, Lord, help me. Help me. I, don't, I want to please you, and I know this displeases you. Lord, burn in me by your fire. Do whatever it takes. And then the Lord will show you how to, how to uh, practical steps to take to help get you through it. But condemnation is from the devil. And so people think, well, I'm not going to feel condemnation over this because I know there's no condemnation in Christ. And so they don't feel godly. They just treat it lightly. Yeah, you know, I did this again the other day, but you know, I think I'm doing a little better. You can't have that attitude. You have to you have to hate sin. You have to hate sin. You have to look and say the devil. I'm uh, you know, you don't have to be conscious of the devil every day. That's not what I'm saying. But you do you are mindful. Look, there's there's a plan that he has. And so the Bible says we're not ignorant of his devices. So on the one side I'm pressing into the Lord, but on the other side I'm looking to see what is the devil working on? Where is he trying to get in? And I'm resisting him in the faith. No, there's no area that I'm allowing him in. There's no area that I'm letting him in. Condemnation comes from the devil and it comes after you repent. I've repented. Lord, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Condemnation comes. Resist that. But you can't treat sin lightly. Lord, I'll never do that again. Give me strategy. Give me help. Help me to do it. You know, there's just practical changes that you make. And so I want to call everybody to look again and say, what, what's going on in my life? Is there an area where the devil's trying to make me lose my fire? Is he trying to pull me back just to mediocrity? The devil will always try to pull you back. He'll use other people to talk you down. You come in and you're like on fire for the Lord. And they're like, listen, you just need to relax. You can't sustain that. No, it's the fire of God. It's not my fire. It's God's fire. And yes, I'm going to be on fire. I've decided I'm going to be on fire as long as I'm alive. And so you make a decision. I'm resisting the devil. I'm I'm looking. I'm not going to be devoured by the devil. I'm looking to see. I'm not ignorant of what he's doing in my life, and I'm resisting him on all fronts. I'm living a pure and holy life in Jesus' name. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next podcast.